it definitely is a mindset, especially if it's your own business and you're uncomfortable with it or you just don't know. It is just a mindset. Just go for it. And trust me, I'm not saying anything to you all that I am not telling myself. Sometimes you just get a little overwhelmed if you don't want to do a task that you don't like. And then when it times to delegate or outsource it, you get a little more antsy because you don't know if the person, how many people you have to go through to get that one person. So it is definitely a mindset. Stay positive and just do it. Welcome to Two VAs and a Mic, your guide to making money and serving your community. And our podcast will help you learn about the journey of monetizing your skills and providing your services professionally, all from the comfort of your home. We also will talk to our business owners, authors, writers, CEOs, and solopreneurs who may use or benefit from using a VA in their business. Boil all that down to two VAs and a mic and then mix them together with two different perspectives flared with expertise. What do you get? Shantae Harris, founder of Shantae's VA, LLC. And Lovely Brooks, founder of Lovely Occasions and Etc. LLC. Hello and welcome to the room where we are talking about when to delegate or outsource your task. This room is hosted by the Virtual Assistance Alliance Club, where we talk about all things virtual assisting to encourage, educate, and inspire with our tips, tricks, and experiences to elevate any and all VAs on this journey. If you are not already a member of this club, please click on the, I'm going to call it a green vacation house at the side of the name of the club. And we, that will bring you in. My name is Lovely Brooks, and I am the founder of Lovely Occasions and Etc., a virtual assistant agency where we specialize in operations and teams. And we alleviate the business owners from back-end day-to-day management so they can focus on their zone of genius and scaling their business. I am also a coach for new and inspiring virtual assistants, I help them build sustainable, thriving virtual assistant careers. So now I'm going to pass the mic over to our co-mod, Shantae, to introduce herself. Good morning. My name is Shantae Harris, and I am the founder of Shantae's VA. I specialize in newsletter blogs, privacy policies, and low content books. When to delegate or outsource your task. So... Shantae, tell me what it is you were thinking when you were thinking about this particular topic. And I do have some actual bullet points that I'm going to go over with it, but just give me an idea. My thought process on this was when you're starting your business and you get to a certain point and you feel like, well, this is my personal opinion. Um, When you feel like everything is getting too much or if you have something that you want to launch and you just don't have the time to complete it all when you you know when you're you're at that beginning stage and you're just a solopreneur at a certain point you're going to get to where you want to do speaking engagements where you want to get some product digital products or even physical products out there however your back end isn't done right or it isn't completely set up the way you need it to um, to take uh, either phone numbers or email addresses. At that point, 
it would be a good idea to outsource, put an application out there, um, put feelers out there. So basically my number one thing is when, be when tasks become too time consuming, right? And your operation should get easier as time goes on. But if you are consistently doing a specific task and it's just taking up all of your time and you don't have time to put into other aspects of your business, then to me at that point, you should outsource or delegate if you have a team. Oh, okay. Anything else you want to uh, share on that or? No, my three things are just <laughs> <laughs> when tasks become too time consuming or when your lower priority items or lower priority tasks keep you from your higher tasks, higher priority tasks, you should outsource. And when it's more cost effective for you and your business, then you should outsource. Okay, awesome. Definitely agree with those points. So I have four bullet points I'm going to cover. My first bullet point, and I'm going to just put the bullet points out there first, and then I'll go back and um, speak on each one. And the first one is eliminate, automate, delegate. That's my first bullet point. My second bullet point is what you don't like to do. Okay. So what you don't want to do, what you don't like to do. That's my second one. My third bullet point is what you're not good at doing. Those are two different things, right? Because sometimes you can like to do something that doesn't mean you're really good at doing it. And then my fourth bullet point is expertise. So those are my four, four bullet points that I'm going to cover in helping you to decide when you should delegate or outsource your task. The first one is just a very blanket statement. You should always look at your business, no matter where you're at, what level you're at, periodically to see what it is in your business you can eliminate first. There are often things that we are doing that we really don't have to do. No one really needs to do it, but we somehow have built it into our system, maybe because it makes us feel better, maybe because it's a habit, but often there's something in your business that you can just eliminate. You don't have to worry about it. It's not pushing you any further towards your goal. It's really not necessary, but maybe it's the habit that you built. So always look into eliminating. Then you wanna look into automating, automating whatever you can. So if you don't have any automations, that's, that's already the first issue, right? So you want to make sure that after you eliminated things, you have now looked at things that you are able to automate. Make sure you have those systems in place. If you're still manually doing onboarding, either clients or so forth, those are things you can easily automate. So before I would suggest delegating, you want to look at everything in your business to see what you can actually automate. Your last one is then delegation. So after you have went through to see what you can eliminate, what you can automate, and you have really automated everything you feel like you can, then you want to start looking into outsourcing your task. Um, this is going to help you as far as financially because a lot of times you can go ahead and do some of these things yourself and make sure that you are 
being the most efficient with your your finances before just jumping into just flat out let me just delegate it now obviously i'm all for delegation i'm all for outsourcing but i'm also all for you having your business is streamlined as much as possible. So this is gonna help you be the most cost effective. Girl, I don't know. We're gonna have to start doing it's Monday, Monday, Monday mornings. Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> but um but it's gonna help you be cost effective. And that that's the biggest thing right there. So uh, Shantae, what would you say about that first bullet point right there? I definitely agree. Automating does make things so much easier, right? But you still have to make sure that you do your updates on any content or make sure that your connections are connected. But that's all things you could set aside to go in maybe once or twice a week, give yourself an hour just to make sure everything is still flowing correctly or even once or twice a month. So I do, I definitely, definitely um, agree with that. And it is cost effective until you get to the point to outsource or delegate. Absolutely. Cause, um, and it's all about saving you time. So once you automate, even yes, you're still going to have to monitor your automations or you may find that that may be something you will outsource. But the point is, you've got it cleaned up enough where you know if, number one, you need to outsource just to have someone to help monitor with that, or you're good on that. Like, you can go in, you can, you know, you're saving time by not doing the actual process, and it takes less time for you to actually then just monitor it. So, that's my first one. Don't care who you are every periodically make sure you go through those steps eliminate yeah. automate delegate so do a, your own self audit of your business what do you say about once or twice a month or you have an assistant if you have a team to do that for you because sometimes some things may slip through a crack right so if you have a landing page out there or a freebie and it's been there for a while do you do a back end audit per month well, this is overall your operations and your whole business. That's how I would look at it first. Right. Okay. So you're looking at very general, generic, and yeah, as much as possible. Um, but normally, I would say quarterly. I'm a quarterly girl. So yeah, every quarter, you should sit your butt down, yeah. look at your business, and see where you're at. You should be... Um, definitely seeing if you're getting closer to your goals or not there should be a whole audit that me personally i try to do every quarter you know i do it for myself i do it for the clients that i'm serving i do it for you know the operations the back end if you have a team you know you're looking at your team i mean you're looking at all of that and honestly it doesn't necessarily take that long to do it's just kind of an overview of okay where am i at because you don't want to just keep running your business and you're not checking in on a consistent basis on what you can do better or if you're even getting closer to where you want to go because pivoting quickly is probably the next thing i would say is so important to keep your business afloat 
because you just may be having things go on and that you you're going through the motions and if you don't take time to reflect you're you could be losing money you could be losing clients you could be doing a whole lot basically you may have problems there and you haven't even taken the time to see what the root issue is to fix it so yes i personally would advise that you do that at least quarterly now some of my more detailed oriented folks <laughs> y'all might want to do it you know monthly or maybe you do something like that monthly in which case i think that is awesome as well um but i definitely wouldn't go past a quarter so my second bullet point is what you don't like to do that's the second thing you know when it's time to delegate or outsource very simple it may be something that it just has to get done but you don't like doing it <laughs> just don't like doing it <laughs> you know it's your business it's so important that we build our business into something we love I know most people don't either get out of the, the nine to five, or even if you're still in the nine to five, you don't want to come home and then do something on the side that you don't enjoy. And that is one of the perks of it being your own business. So you may have something that maybe you're skillful at, but you just don't like doing. I know a lot of people don't like to do their social media. <laughs> Um, Amen. They, <laughs> doesn't mean they can't do it. Doesn't mean they wouldn't do it. Well, they just don't want to. So if that becomes a hindrance where certain items are not getting done, which means, and we'll stay on the example of social media, not as many people are seeing your business. You're not being marketed as much as you could be because you have this blockage of, I don't want to do it. I don't like doing it. This is just not where I perform the best because I don't like to. Then that's that's a problem, right? <laughs> that's an issue. Um, so at that point, go ahead and outsource it especially on something like that because hopefully your return on investment is going to be so much more important when clients start to approach you and they start um, talking to you they want to make sure that you're legitimate you know and most people are going to make sure you have a legitimate website they're going to make sure especially if you're advertising i know some people like this they advertise that they do social media and then their own social media page is a hot mess. That's gonna turn people off. <laughs> you know, I, that's gonna turn your potential clients off. If people wanna know a little bit more about you and it's not up and running. So in some senses, you're probably losing money because you're not sticking with something consistently that you like to do. So now, it's going to be more financially make sense and efficient for you to outsource to get someone to just do that for you. And I think a couple of weeks ago, we had someone who had a strategy in place. They have their own graphics. They have their own everything. And they just didn't like putting it up there. And then you need to go ahead and outsource. 
You know, one thing about being a solopreneur, we need to remind ourselves too, is we don't have to do everything on our own. Um, you will quickly get burnt out and, um, you know, outsourcing is self-care as well. So do you have anything you want to add to that, Shantae? Mindset. <laughs> when delegating and outsourcing, um, it definitely is a mindset, especially if it's your own business and you're uncomfortable with it or you just don't know. It is just a mindset. Just go for it. And trust me, I'm not saying anything to you all that I am not telling myself. You know, sometimes you just get a little overwhelmed um, if you don't want to do a task that you don't like. And then when it times to delegate or outsource it, you get a little, me personally, get a little more antsy because you don't know if the person, how many people you have to go through to get that one person. So it is definitely a mindset. Stay positive and just do it. I'm telling myself that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're going to get back to that. <laughs> we're going to get to that after these points. Why some people <laughs> may not want to delegate or outsource. But yeah, so we want to think about what you don't want to do, but it's necessary for your business. You are leaving potential money on the table. So you want to make sure that anything that's necessary that you may be leaving potential funds out on the table that if you're not going to do it for whatever reason then you get someone else to do it okay bullet point three and we're gonna say what you're not good at doing right so it's similar to the last one only you have to be very self-aware to do this one. And I find that um, some of us business owners are really not as self-aware as we think we are. So one thing I always um, would suggest is you have your own personal journal and you write down things that you know you excel at and then things that you don't think you excel at. And then go to some family and friends <laughs> and see if they somewhat agree with you, especially people that you trust, that love you, okay? Now, let's address this part of, yeah, but I can learn and I can do better and this, this, and this. There's nothing wrong with that, but you need to understand that it takes time for that type of improvement. And there are some things that I've seen people take classes on, try to learn, and quite honestly, they, they still just were not the best at that. So you also have to think about what kind of face do you want your brand to put out there? Do you want your brand to look like someone who's just struggling, trying to do whatever it is that you're trying to do versus outsourcing someone who that is their zone of genius and they're making you look better. One of the pros of delegating and outsourcing is just straight up leveraging other people's skills. So that's what it's there for. But you do have to be very self-aware. You do maybe need to sit down with yourself and say, am I good at this? Am I not? 
because it will show up <laughs> and you don't want it to show up with a client and the client's like, you know, I really like this person and they do all of this stuff really great, but this, they, they need some help on. And then you're like, oh, I'll fix it. I'll try to do it better. You are putting yourself at risk for not just losing a client, but word travels fast. Just like you can be a referral, it will be a negative referral or a negative reference, basically, um, where someone's going around saying, well, they were really good, but they're not good at this, this, and this. And then that spreads. And negativity spreads a lot faster than positivity. So do you want to put yourself or your business at that type of risk where it may be so much harder to rebuild when you could just outsource it to someone where that is their expertise? We're not all good at everything. It really trips me out when I read some of these job descriptions where they want a, a unicorn, what is it? Uh, a unicorn, a, a rainbow VA, uh <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, Super VA. Want, no. Yeah, they want you to uh, be a great writer, a great uh, uh, social media strategist. Um, uh, you know, they want the whole kit and caboodle, okay, with a little extra scrunchie. And then on top of that, most of those I see, then they, you know, the rate of pay does not usually equal up to all the things that they're wanting. <laughs> no, I was going to say that. <laughs> you know, we're humans. We are humans and we are really great at things. And then I don't care who you are. I don't know anyone who's just great at everything. Everybody has some downfalls, point blank period. They do. So whatever it is, if you are starting to outsource, make sure you understand what that person's strengths are and what their weaknesses are. Because as you continue to grow, you will then want to find a team member who is a strength for that person's weakness and so forth and build it a really strong team. So there's no shame in that. But if you're not technically the best at something, outsource it because otherwise you're putting yourself at risk for losing more money um, and so forth. And again, we do not need to feel like we have to do it all by ourselves. So that's that. My final point is expertise. And that kind of goes into leveraging what someone else's talent and skills are. Your company, hopefully, will get to a certain point where maybe you're a six-figure company, maybe you're a seven-figure company, um, maybe you're eight-figure, and you're really trying to figure out how you go over the hump to the next figure. Well, part of that is just expertise. You know, everyone's business are at different levels. And at some point, maybe you're just thinking about having someone just to do the bare minimum to give you more time. And then you're going to get to a point where, okay, you got all that, but it's not done to the best quality everywhere. And then you're like, oh, okay, I need an expert in this area, an expert in this area. Because if your team is built up of experts in everything they do, then you're going to have a really strong team. So try to also look into that. 
you know, um, as you're building your team at any level, um, that goes back to making sure that you are being well aware of what it is that they are really skilled at and what it is um, that they're not. So you already know what kind of expertise that you have that you can leverage. Because when everyone on your team has great expertise and they complement each other, that's going to be a really strong business, right? And you're going to be able to really position yourself well out there in your market to do whatever it is that you do. So sometimes we even want to look at maybe you're really good at something. You know, maybe you're really good at um, selling or you're really good at operations or you're really good at writing. But what may actually push your business even further when you get to that point may be finding someone who's even better than you. Right? Because maybe you took your business to a certain figure and you feel like you're stuck. That may be part of the missing ingredient. It's just finding someone who's actually even better than your expertise to continue to push you over that hump and grow even further. So anything there, Shantae, you want to say or put in? Nope, I agree with everything. Okay, so we're going to recap real fast those four points. And then we will talk about some reasons why people either hesitate to delegate are outsourced, they don't want to, and what are the red flags that says you need to delegate right now? So, before we get there, the four points were eliminate, automate, and delegate as number one. Number two, what you don't like to do. Number three, what you aren't good at doing. And number four, expertise. So, Shantae, we went over, you know, what I was saying my four bullet points are when I think about uh, when to delegate or outsource. Now, let's talk about why people, what is holding people back from delegating or outsourcing their tasks. Let's touch on that some. So, do you have something you want to start off there? I think a lot of people, it's finances. You'll go, you possibly, most likely, if you feel that you're too much in your business, right? And you would like to give yourself some relief and you want to outsource. And then you look at your finances and compare it to, you know, your everyday bills and then your business bills. And, you know, you try to calculate to get someone and you just get overwhelmed. Like, okay, so what if it doesn't work out? And that's why I stated earlier, it's mindset. You know, you have to be positive if you're going to take the next step. It's scary, of course, but once you do your budget, you'll have to just price out the different help. Like you stated before, get someone that could just do maybe the bare minimum. And then if your business progresses, then you can hire an expert because you'll be increasing your um, bottom line. Uh, you said a whole lot in that, that little area there. So I'm going to break a few things down um, there. So one, we're talking about finances, right? No one likes to hear about finances. But 
what I would say, if you're a business owner, you're right. You need to definitely have a budget, uh, a budget of whatever it is you need to do. But I will also say sometimes we don't see things because we're not looking for it. And the reason why I say it like that is just because sometimes, you know, if you're waiting for that right moment, if you're waiting for you to see that you have this exponential amount of money to pay someone, you will never outsource. And quite honestly, it's probably keeping you from getting that exponential amount of money, right? So it's it's a some things in business you you can't feel like you have to have everything perfect before you take that step. I think being a business owner in itself is nothing but a big risk. And you just have to get in the car and start driving. And sometimes you're not sure where your destination is. And not only that, you may be figured out your destination, but often it's going to change 15 times in that same journey. Outsourcing is the exact same way. Now you can start off little, you can start off wherever, but there's several things that I would say people need to keep in mind. One, when you outsource or delegate, especially to a virtual assistant, they're a contractor. There is no commitment there except for whatever you agree to on that contract. This is not an employment situation where, yes, you can fire somebody in employment or you can lay them off, but it's a lot different because you have that commitment there. Honestly, there's no real commitment with the subcontractor. And I know I hate to say that because as a virtual assistant myself, we want to believe that our clients are going to be long term or, you know, whatever the case may be. But the reality of it is that's actually one of the benefits of having a virtual assistant is that you're paying kind of sort of as you go. So there should be no fear there. You can either put a little taste to the side or whatever the case may be. But as much as we still may not want to start something and we feel like we, we can't finish it, the reality of it is, is that is just one of those risks that will always be there when you have a business. There are big corporations that have um, all kinds of employees and so forth, and something happens, and guess what? They have to lay all those people off. There's no such thing as guarantee. So it's the exact same way when you start talking about, I want to outsource, I want to delegate. You take baby steps and you just keep going. But the reality is there's no guarantee that it is going to work out. There's no guarantee that any of it will work out. So the best thing for you to do is make those baby steps and start start taking them. You'll feel more confident once you take those steps. The second thing that I heard you talk about, so I want, I want to address that, and you want to make sure that your finances, you know, if you're a budget person, you have something in the budget. I would say if you feel like you are concerned financially, then you really may want to look at your budget a little bit differently. Do you have a business plan? I would say you should have one. And because when you start looking at how you want your business to grow, then there should already be um, a forecasted budget for that. 
So if you don't have that, then that can make you uncomfortable too. And you're kind of going by the, you know, what do they call it? The seat of your pants, or you're just kind of flying with the wing. You're just kind of going with it, hoping that everything works out. And that doesn't usually make anyone feel any more confident. So I would say take your budgets and how you want your business to roll to another level that will help you. And then remember, it's your business. So you get to control what you want to pay for delegating or outsourcing. There are so many different options out there that this really shouldn't even be a concern either. There are people willing to intern. There are people that are willing to barter. Both of those things do not even cost anything. That's not even a financial cost. So you have that. Then, of course, just because you see that all these people are charging all this money, There's nothing saying you have to find those people. It makes more sense for you to know what you feel comfortable with and post that and see how many people are going to respond because I guarantee you will have a handful of people. Go through them, see who's more aligned with you and take those baby steps. And you can always be upfront and honest with them. I have a client right now, um, with a startup and the way he's doing is very different very different but technically i am not getting funds up front for it so you don't know what someone is willing to do or not willing to do until you ask and it's very hard to ask if you really don't know what you're comfortable with so when i hear someone saying well financially i don't think i can afford it Either they're not thinking outside of the box of all the different options, or they're still just not comfortable with how they want to grow their business. They're not clear on it. So I would say you will want some clarity on that too. But at some point, you're going to have to find a way because if you don't, you will actually stump your own growth in your own business and you won't grow because you're only one person. And you can only do so much, no matter how, how much we want to believe that we can do it all. And then, you know, what also can happen is you might try to push yourself and say, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I can do it all. Things fall through the cracks. And then you actually start giving people poor quality, which not only is not going to allow you to grow or even, you know, stump your growth, but you're going to actually start losing business. So absolutely necessary. When you start getting to those points, you just got to find the clarity and just do it. You just got to do it. It's one of those things that is always nerve wracking. It can always be nerve wracking. Find you somebody who is aligned with you, who cares about your business and your mission, and just be upfront, be transparent. And be like, right now, this is the amount I have set aside for these tasks. And I want it to grow as, you know, the company grows. The other thing I would say to that is looking at other, you know, being in other people's companies and so forth. It's always important to have the pay directly tied to the results of your business. 
especially when you're talking about freelancers and subcontractors, right? Because the reality of it is, is, you know, I can like you all day long. If my business is not going where I need it to go, I can't pay you what I would like to pay you. Even if you're, you're rich, eventually it's going to catch up to you. So it's always best to do that so people, your team can also understand that you're not just working hard for me and my drinks, you're also working hard indirectly for yours, you know? It's a tied thing. It's not a one or the other. So it is always best that you bring someone in, you let them know that you're building it up. And there's people who, who honestly, there's people that don't even do this for the f- money. And I know that sounds funny, but it's true. There's people who just want to be part of building something and building something great and having that impact. So don't let finances stop you. If you're not finding the person that just, that that's not your person for you, flat out. And that's important too. And you don't need a million VAs starting out. You only need one, maybe two. That's it. So you just need one or two people who's willing to have your back. So what would you say there, Shantae? I am listening to the coach speak. Exactly. And as far as expertise goes, I find that a lot of people don't even know they're expert at things. (laughs) I agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. I think I fell into that a while, while back. Like, oh. Oh, you're right. Sometimes there's still, especially <laughs> when you first are starting, which is amazing, and people are just wanting that opportunity. And you got to remember that too. A lot of people, they just want to start. And maybe you can't offer them what you will be able to pay them in three, four years, but they just want to start. They just want that opportunity. So try not to look at it as in, oh, I don't know if this is going to work out or I don't know if I can afford it. But look at it as I have an amazing opportunity for somebody as well to help me build my business. And, you know, in return, you're going to help build theirs. You know, there's other benefits besides just pay. And you want to present your opportunity in that way. So when you get ready to delegate and outsource, make sure you're presenting it as an opportunity because it is. Whatever your business is, you're you're going to be part of the front and center as I grow. And as you grow, you know, hopefully that VA is really great with you. And then, you know, they'll grow too. So their expertise grows as you grow. And all of that just, it just falls into place. So... That's what I I would say there. Are there any other reasons that you could think of that someone would be reluctant to delegate or outsource? Just control. Just, you know, a person that has a problem with relinquishing some control in their business. I know I've run across that a few different times. Um, That's the, besides what we've already covered, I do believe that's, that's one to think about. Some people are just not comfortable relinquishing information of their business, right? So once again, I'll just go back to mindset. It's just a mindset. You have to, you know, just have faith. 
Okay. Now this one is a good one because I I take this as trust. Control too. There are some people who just really have a hard time, you know, relinquishing. Um, a lot of times it's because of trust, but then yes, there are some that are just, I want it done the way I would do it. So there's two that, things there that I think about. One, if you are a person who needs to have it done exactly how you would do it, and it can be done any other way, then you're going to have a problem growing. <laughs> I, I wish there was other ways to say that, or, but there's not. The world is turning more, and I, I think our world really has always been result-driven, not process-driven. So it's important that we remember that. Nobody is like you as the business owner or CEO. Everyone's different. I don't care how detailed you get on your SOPs. Um, I really haven't met any VA that like to be micromanaged. And everyone has their own way of doing it. So that's something that I would say, if you know that that is an issue of yours, then you may want to find a coach that will help you with that or some support that will help you with that particular um, issue because it will definitely hinder your growth as a business because you just can't be everywhere and you're going to have to trust other people to do what it is um, that they do. And again, it goes down to the results. At the end of the day, it's like, okay, are the results giving me what I need? Not maybe necessarily did the person arrive there the way I wanted them to. You know, there's so many different routes to make it to an end destination. Even if we were talking about in a car, if I wanted to go to Florida, there's so many different ways for me to get there. But the end result is I can still get to Florida and you can get there and we could do it two different ways. So if that's an issue, make sure that you're going out and basically seeking some type of help just to help you with that, whether it's a coach or a friend or family or whatever, because it's going to stunt your growth. This, that's it. Now, when we talk about trust, ugh. I just think that one's hard. Um, very, very yeah, hard. Even me personally, I do have trust issues. Um, and when you're bringing on someone new, it's really rough because you don't know them from applesauce, right? You just don't. I suggest that you do trial runs. You put people on probationary periods. And you do not start off with anything extremely important. Just like trust in real life, you know, let's, we can take relationships, you know, you meet someone, you're interested in them, you may take them to a coffee date in a public place, and both of y'all still got your cars, right? <laughs> right. In case it goes left, um, that's okay, because I'm gonna go home, you could go home, and we can act like we never saw each other. Same idea. When you're bringing on someone new, start off with the trial period. Start off with something simple. Don't start off with something where your business is going to be so entangled in whatever they're doing. 
That way, if, if you need to have offboarding, it can be nice, simple, and smooth. As you get to know them, though, just like in dating, now you have moved from the coffee date to they're going to come pick you up in their car and drive you somewhere you don't know. But, you know, all you have is maybe your cell phone. <laughs> so now the trust is starting to grow. It's the exact same thing. So just over time, you slowly are able to give them more. That's why I also think it's important that you outsource as soon as possible and not at the point of, oh my gosh, I need to get this done, 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 this done. Take baby steps, do something simple, and then just continue to grow. As you get to know them, they get to know you. As you start to know their habits, then you give them more and more. And that would be my suggestion there. And then always, even if you're a solopreneur and you're thinking about starting to outsource, make sure that you've started to look into things like password one, um, last pass. Make sure you're starting to um, learn how to change ownerships on Google if you use that. Make sure that you're thinking about how to proactively protect your business, even if you haven't outsourced yet. Just just think about that. Maybe instead of actually sharing the spreadsheet, maybe you want to make a copy and have them work off of that starting off, you know? But yeah, make sure you have those things in place. And then, like I said, they just slowly build up. Now, just like anything else, or we can go back to relationships, Maybe after years, you decide to get married or six months and you give them everything. There's still that possibility. It just may not work. (laughs) So I don't care how long you've known someone and, and how much you love them and trust them. You know, things can still go south. So, again, just make sure you protect yourself as much as possible. Um, But being online, yes, there are some risks that never go away with that. And I I personally do think that that is is okay. But take your baby steps. Push yourself. You have to trust people. You don't have to trust everybody. But in general, you do have to trust people. So that's my spill on that. Anything you want to add, Shantae? No. I think we touched on all of the aspects um, for anybody who is in the process or in thought of delegating or outsourcing. Awesome. Yeah, I do know that that is a hard topic for a lot of people. But yes, I also just want to reiterate, it's, it's never gets necessarily easier. But when you can take the step, and you keep doing it, it's kind of like that feeling when you leave your nine to five, if that's a goal. It's that feeling of it's scary. But then when you get your first client, you realize it's possible. It's the exact same thing with outsourcing. It's scary, but you can do it. Any and everybody can do it. And it's possible. So, and just like, you know, not having that nine to five and you start looking at your bank account and Maybe your business is doing okay, but it's still not doing the best. Just understand that, you know, you're not going to lose your your business 
um, because you decide to take a chance on outsourcing. You know, it's not the end of the world. And in many cases, it's not really even a big setback. So think about those things. Think about the worst case scenario, but also think about the best case scenario. But most likely it's more of you in mindset, like you said earlier. And if you are listening to the replays and you would like a little more information on outsourcing above our heads, I know Lovely's um, Business did a blog about outsourcing administrative tasks. If you get the time, just take a look. Awesome. Look at you. Always prepared. See, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) But with that, it looks like we are at time. We will see you guys later. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Two VAs and a Mic. I'm Shante Harris. And I'm Lovely Brooks. Until next time. Until next time. Peace.